folks, welcome to Waterbound Podcast, uh, episode 10 with Ted Wisenhut and Link Stallings. All right, and we are welcoming Link back um, to the States here. He's been... G'day, mates. He's been in <laughs> Australia. <laughs> yeah, Australia. Yes, where apparently the beer is expensive. It's kind of expensive. So... It's kind of like swilly. But, you know, to drink, especially when it's cold. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice big, actually, they're not very big, but their jugs are a lot of fun. And like I said, it's fun to say, give me a jug. That's a good name for, is that that's, one beer? Or is that like a, okay. That, I like which that. is short, which is only yeah. half of a, oh. <laughs> half of a pitcher. <laughs> but then they drink, you know, their stubbies are the little short glasses. Yeah. And then they put those in a cooler. Which is a koozie. Okay. We call well, them koozies. They call them coolers. Well, you know, I always called that, you know, in Alabama, we call those huggies. Huggies, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah. you know, koozie, huggy. Cozy. I've heard people call them cozies. Cozies. Sure. Yep. All right. Well, uh, welcome back. Glad to have you back. We've been on a, on a bit of a hiatus here while he's gone. And, uh, of course, he was over there for the World Rafting Championships. Yeah. And uh, so... I guess we'll just start out. Um, tell us about it. How'd it go? What'd y'all... It was wet. <laughs> <laughs> it was wet. Uh, yeah, no, we were... Um, uh, my team from a bunch of friends who I work with and know from uh, uh, West Virginia, uh, working on the Golly and the New River. Uh, most most everybody that raced with us... Uh, were on work with me at Adventures on the Gorge in West Virginia on the Golly, and um, uh, we had a couple of extra people there as support that actually ended up playing a part because uh, I'll go into that later. But uh, uh, yeah, so it was uh, an amazing experience and event, and uh, well well organized, pretty darn well organized considering um, you know the amount of attendance of uh, countries I think it was 20 I forget how many countries but yeah like 20 something countries and then uh, 49 49 teams um, from those different countries some countries had multiple you know multiple teams Uh, the United States we had three teams our men's masters team also known as Team West Virginia, and then uh, the Open Men's and the Open Women's teams were are both composed of uh, paddlers from uh, Colorado. And um, but yeah, what a great time! I mean, just amazing country. Uh, you know, granted, all I really got to see was around Sydney or around Melbourne. Um, and then, uh, the event was held in, uh, the town of, outside of the town of Tully on the Tully River, uh, just south of the next biggest town was north of us called Cairns or Cairns. Uh, that's where you, um, board boats for the Great Barrier Reef and do all the Great Barrier Reef stuff. Uh, really not what I thought Australia was going to be like in, in least, um, wasn't thinking it was tropical. You don't even really see that much about 
this part of Australia. It was very tropical. It was lush, green, flowers everywhere, birds everywhere, um, murder birds everywhere. Murder birds. Those are the cassowaries. <laughs> Those were a trip. Um, one tried to probably kill one of my friends on our porch one night. Snuck up behind him and totally like scared him. What do they do? Are they? I mean, they're. I saw some pictures. They they they're, they're not. You know, first of all, they don't eat people. They don't eat meat. They're you know they're vegetarians, of course, but uh, they they eat like fruit and worms and stuff like that and whatever on the ground. But they they look like something out of Jurassic Park. Yeah, they're a trip, and they stand about a meter and a half to two meters tall. He's talking, you know, he's talking meters now. Yeah, he I'm came talking back, metric. <laughs> he came uh, back with the metric system, yeah. like a bad well, virus. You know, when, when they tell you, yeah, the, we, we're the wettest town in Australia, you're like, okay, so, you know, I'm, I'm from the southeast. You know, we get lots of rain, uh, you know, 80, 50 to 80 inches annually. Yeah. They get meters of rain. Wow. So, so, they we get, so we have no idea what they get. Yeah, we don't really know. <laughs> there's but there's you know, no way to convert like that. Upwards of three to four or five, <laughs> six meters a year annually in the wet tropics. And then a couple... Hey! <laughs> We've got Ida, couple, uh, Ida and Rio are having quite a reunion uh, tonight too. Our uh, Pyrenees and Golden. So and, and You know, and like uh, <laughs> 170 kilometers inland, it's it's like a desert. It's crazy. I don't maybe know what you're maybe, about. maybe less than that. But anyway, uh, yeah, just wildlife and beautiful, just, I mean, lush, big mountains. Well, I was that's definitely like, not away. You know, like what, you know, certainly what I would envision because I'm, I'm thinking like in Australia, just all red clay. Yeah, and it's not, it's not <laughs> red dirt. It's not red dirt. It's not red dirt, you know, and it's, it, yeah, it just blew me away. Um, because we flew into Melbourne, which is, you know, southern Australia, uh, which is more like, the climate was more like San Francisco. And actually, yeah, Melbourne's a lot like San Francisco. I think bigger, though. Um, it's like five to six million people. Um, very cosmopolitan, kind of sort of European city, you know. Really pretty and clean, but then you know you go north, and it's like going north in Australia is like going to the deep south of the United States. So it's awesome. So so it's super <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and no, it was, it was character. Lots of character. Yeah. Oh, there's tons of characters, man. Um, and uh, yeah, we met him in Tully. Um, we posted up as soon as we got to town at the uh, Southern Cross Bar who I'd like to thank for their hospitality and keeping those jugs of great northern beer just flowing the whole time. Tiny jugs. We were, uh, <laughs> we were, we were definitely um, well, you know, well received and just shown just the utmost, just hot, best hospitality I've ever experienced, I think, anywhere I've been. Um, and everybody was just amazing. And the whole town of Tully was completely behind letting 20-something countries just invade their town and their one laundromat and two pubs. And uh, the Southern Cross, I never made it to the other pub because the Southern Cross is so badass. So um, 
Yeah, we were there like almost every day. We had to go get at least a jug before we uh, turned jug. in for the night. Get and, your jug going. And let let the locals know how everybody was doing. Um, what was really cool was the town got behind the whole thing because the sugar uh, the sugar growers down there were were huge sponsors, and so were the banana growers, uh, which is like I guess they have the largest banana crop in the southern hemisphere hmm. down there. Um, and so we got lo- got to eat lots of bananas, and uh, we got to see lots of banandums on those bananas. They got a certain way of uh, protecting them and growing them. And everywhere you go, they're like in these banandums, like a banana condom. <laughs> okay, I was wondering what you were. It's, where you're it's going pretty there. funny. Scotty Skaggs uh, coined that phrase. All right, banandum. I like it. I like it. Uh, but yeah, and. Uh, so what was really neat, you know, as uh, every country or every team was sponsored by a local business, and cool. so they had local sponsors, and then almost every team had a class in the schools sponsored them as well. Yeah. So we had these like, you know, our 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 sponsor was uh, the Miter Ten Hardware Store. Sweet. Who has uh, stores in Tully and Mission Beach. And uh, Janet Bowden uh, was, you know, one, one of the owners of, of uh, Mitre 10. And they just showed us the, you know, just kindest people. Um, hooked us up with uh, when it was raining during the uh, parade for the opening ceremonies. Um they they had this huge parade the whole the whole thing you know procession of countries through town in the pouring rain and Janet hooked us up with miter tin hats and umbrellas <laughs> who I ended up giving my umbrella to this like young family that just moved to town and didn't know it rained so much there even though it was the dry season it rained the whole time we were there but uh, yeah the events I mean hanging out with like people from all over the world um, was really awesome and just seeing the way they they raced and ran rivers was really neat so got to hang out with the Russians and the Czechs and the Norwegians and Romanians and um, you know we saw the Japanese and the Chinese occasionally and and the Brazilians but they didn't really hang out a lot but everybody else came and hung out with at the Southern Cross with us. All right. Like, and that was super cool. The races were, you know, really well put on, but um, it was uh, it was a pretty amazing experience. So really, uh, like any race I've ever done, a race, yeah, any race I've ever been in, it was like the worst fun you could ever have. <laughs> um, doing something you love, but it's like, it's like, you almost ask yourself, why are we doing this? You know, yeah. what are we getting out of it? But it, it was a lot of fun, too. Well, so what, you know, like, what was your favorite event? Like, how many events did you do, you know, did your did your group do? And, like, what was your, what do you think was the your favorite? There's, so there's, there's four events, or there's four different races um, with... Um, each each one has points attached to it, and depending on where you finish, that you you win a certain percentage of points, um, and uh, for that race, and then there's a cumulative, you know, an overall 
uh, points scale and all that kind of stuff. And, and, um, um, so there's sprint. It's it usually world or, um, all these big races as far as, uh, rafting goes, uh, starts with sprint, which is just a time trial. So go, in that, are a you, cert, certain length. Are you going goes, through gates? No, you go you as just, fast as you can just go. Just get down the river. Yeah, from point A That'd to point fine. B. That'd be um, which is which is really tough. And then sprint sets. That's how my buddy Ray runs every river. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and and you you don't really have anything to go off of except for when you get to the finish and check your time, and then, uh, so you just go hard. You just go as hard as you can and fast as you can. And, um, and it was like the longest sprint they've had in the world's yet. Oh, wow. So it was like, I don't know, it was a couple, couple K long. Couple so what was the, long. what was the, uh, average time that somebody would make it down that course? Was it a couple Hard kilometers down. or was it, uh, I don't know. I don't know how they determined <laughs> that. But, um, what now? Sorry. Time. Like, I mean, would it take you like. 30 minutes, you know, no, I mean, 15 we're, minutes. We're, we're I mean, what, talking what kind of? like uh, uh, just over two minutes. Whoa, okay. So, yeah, so, really, really yeah. fast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, moving pretty yeah. good, yeah. Pretty yeah. good yeah. clip. Well, so even for a bunch of. On that river. Even for a bunch of, you know, fat, drunk country boys. <laughs> uh, you know, when we came in six, overall, like across all the events, we came in so six. So what, like how much water is going through that river? What's the They CFS? don't really they, know. They don't know. They don't no, have a gauge. No, nobody has a clue. So we tried to determine. That's we, Yeah, so the way they read, because it was a dam control river, they read it by the megawatts of How output. much so energy was they're producing. They're producing so much it's energy. It's 88, mate. <laughs> and we're like, what? <laughs> What is eighty eight? You know, they're like eighty eight. Yeah, yeah. we're like, what volume? What's the flow? And they're like, yeah. we don't know. Well, so what's your guess? Because I mean, clearly it has to do with like how wide the river is and everything. Yeah, else. I mean but the I mean, width, the depth. The, yeah, I, you know, the CFS. Well, they re- would actually read it in cubits or cubic meters per second because metric and all that. But they don't even do that. They just read it by the output of the dam, the megawatts, which was 88 megawatts. Yeah, but what's your guess on CFS? I don't freaking know, man. Know. I think it was. I think it was like a thousand CFS. Okay. Okay. But yeah, it's not, you know, not people a super are like, wide. there's no way it's gonna be like three thousand. I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Yeah, like, it's just you not know. real wide. Well, it's there. There's spots where it's. Yeah. I mean, overall, the riverbed was really wide. Okay. You know, when you yeah. when you if when you looked at it, if you could look at it from above, like in the promo <laughs> videos, you look at the aerial shots, you yeah. can see how wide it was. Yeah. But because it's got that dam upstream, there you, it's not seeing its normal its normal volume, yeah. high high flow and flood and all that. So it was hard to tell, you know, and um but um um, the guys, the guys that put it on, uh, Tim and Freddie, um, were really awesome. You know, they, they wanted to bring, they really wanted to bring this world-class event to the Tully, to their <laughs> river. And they did a really good job. Um, it was, it was fantastic. It was like, it kind of reminded me of like 
you know, if, you know, if the, the Chituga, if Chituga Section 4 and uh, the Chioa and the Upper Yak got together, had a threesome, and <laughs> the, a baby came out of that threesome, it would, uh, it, it would be the Tully River. It was there were some really neat aspects to it and just gorgeous. Uh, so like basalt, kind of a basalt canyon, but very lush and tropical and waterfalls galore everywhere and uh, real pretty water. You um, real pretty clear blue water. Yeah. You could see down a good ways. It was it was nice. Um, so that, you know, do they run, uh, trips? I mean, do they run, they run they're trips running trips during, during the, during the, <laughs> the <laughs> show must go on. They were hilarious. Some yahoos come rolling by. Well, and, and, and everybody goes rafting as yahoo cause they're all tourists <laughs> from like Asia. And it was just a trip to watch these guys. I mean, just forward to get down. And then they would just dead stick this boatload of little little Asian people through these huge rapids, like no paddling and just dead sticking through. Just like <laughs> doinking off of rocks and off of off of big drops. Oh. Uh blind slots and really big hydraulics. I mean just like really big ledge drops in the hydraulics. It was it was impressive. Yeah. And we got to run that upper the upper stretch there's a couple rapids up there, but the the main big nasty one is right above where the slalom was, and it's called Theater, and it's just it's like undercut city, it's just a whole city of undercut rocks mm. and blind slots and you know minimal eddies and but luckily you know at the flow it was at there's 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 eddies there's spots you could eddy out but yeah. um well to backtrack a little bit so you yeah. had the sprint. Yeah. Well, we got we got we got to practice for a couple of days yeah. beforehand. Yeah, but um, the other categories, I mean, and, and yeah. Um, so after sprint, sprint sets the tone. It kind of sets the uh, the tone for the other events. So um, from the sprint, they draw on the times from the sprint to set up the head to head. So there's okay. there's yeah. multiple stages of the head to head. And the head-to-head is like a, you in this way it usually ends up being a, a portion of the sprint, uh, course if not all of it. And they didn't do the entire. Thank God they didn't do the entire sprint course because it was so long. They did the last like couple hundred yards of that. Yeah. And so what they do is they take two sets of buoys, and they have. You know, two sets of buoys on the left, two sets of buoys on the right side of this course. Two teams go head-to-head, and you got to round a buoy on the left and a buoy on the right, however you do that. And you can go around the buoys on the right first and go for the buoys on the left, but you have to be, you know, there's strategery involved. you got to... Um, you know, decide where, where the fastest line is, where the fastest eddies are. And this was a really tough spot where they had this, where they had the head-to-head, which was in the same location that they held the junior and the under-23 and under-19 slalom course because they, they don't hold that in the same spot that they hold the open and the master's yeah. slalom or the seniors, what they call all of us is seniors 
Anyway, um, yeah, so the sprint times set up the head-to-head matches. And then, um, you know, if you're eliminated in the first round, you, that, that's it. And we were eliminated in the first round. The Czechs kicked our ass. I mean, we just, you know, we were just outmatched. I mean, hands down, they were really fast. Pro paddlers. Yeah. I mean, that's what they do. Uh, we're We're all... Pro raft guides, yeah, but you yeah, know you're not training like the Olympics. Yeah, I mean these, these guys train, this. train, train, and that's what they do, you know. And uh, and we our strategy to start was to make contact as quick as possible because head to head, raft on raft contact is allowed. So any kind of raft, yeah, you're, raft raft you're the Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> well, we tried to be. We tried to be. We were more like we were more like the. Uh, Maybe like Kyle Petty. Uh, we uh, we came out of the gate and tried to make contact to slow the checks down, and they just cruise right past us. Uh, yeah, you know, we touched them, <laughs> but that's it. And then we, you know, we you know kind of just drafted off them for a while and tried to stay with them, and and uh, we finished right behind them in that in that heat. But we, you know, we we didn't really make significant contact with them after that, so. I mean, they, they were just a machine. Uh, several teams, that's what all that they do. The Japan, Japanese were down there uh, like a month before anybody wow. just training on the river. And yeah. they paid for a raft to go down the river every single day. Yeah, You know, like we could never have done that. Sure. I mean, those guys don't have jobs. That is their job. Yeah. Um, so we just made the most of it. Um, you know, we knew we weren't going to be the fastest, but we knew we would be technically one of the, you know, a pretty good team. And so the head to head was really, it's, it's really fun to watch. And was that the most fun one to do or no, no. Um, but I do want to mention the Costa Ricans really fouled up the head to the second, (laughs) the Costa Rican masters men's, uh, they got into it with the Czechs, I think. Either the Czechs or was it the Russians? One of one of those teams. <laughs> and anyway, they they are like they knew they were getting beat, yeah. so they just tried to monkey wrench the whole thing. Yeah, and they just stuck their boat between the buoy on the upstream side <laughs> of a buoy in the shore and just tried to. Like, and they were just like, what, 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 you know, and, and the Czechs are like, what, look at these guys, like, you know, it was hilarious. It was pretty funny, and they, they got disqualified for that, because oh. it was like, they got beat, so they just tried to, Yeah. I think they tried to slow down the other team, yeah. and, and affect their time. I like it. But um, <laughs> it was it was hilarious to watch, because everybody was like, is this for real? Is this allowed? So anyway, um, after that... Um, was the slalom mm-hmm. and slalom was now there's slalom a video is, there's video of that floating yeah. around right so yeah um, we there, there's video of us um, the slalom course was very long and challenging and it was in a rapid called stair stair step or staircase which was it was it was solid class 4 I think they may call it grade 5 or class 5 but you know, it was definitely class four, four plus, but it was like chaos on the Chioa with a slalom course <laughs> in the middle. And which gave, you know, gave me an idea like 
T.O. would make a great, great location, um, which got me thinking, you know. Um, but, uh, man, this, this thing was phenomenal. It was, it was really, uh, really cool. Um, yeah, it just dropped, dropped downhill like a, just, like it was rolling down a staircase. And it was beautiful. And, you know, when we first saw it, we were like, what? This is going to be a slot, the slot? Yeah. Like, that, how in wild. the hell? Yeah. And it was, it was my jam. I loved it. I'm like, this, this is, this is our event. And, um. And we did we did much better. We weren't um, we hadn't you know all of our guys hadn't done a lot of slalom, so it was just a matter of trying to run it clean. And the way they the way they does the slalom is so the the gates are just wide enough for a boat to go through and people to go through. It's the width of a boat, right? Yeah. So, so you have to lean in. Well, yeah. So if you don't line it up. So your boat does not have to make it through. It's not about the boat, but all the heads in the boat have to make it through the gate. Yeah. So if you touch the gate or the boat touches the gate, it's a five-second penalty. If a head doesn't go through, then it's a 50-second penalty. Oh, wow. So what we strive for was not about... Like, we'll try not to hit the gates, but let's try to get to the gates first. Then let's try to get all our heads through the gates. Then let's try to be as clean as possible and not hit the gates. And it's it's really beautiful. It really is beautiful to watch. Like, especially the teams that that's what they do. Like, Brazil is amazing to watch. And, like, so we're, we're, um, you know, like the – Russia, I mean, Russia had some amazing teams, um, and um, just got the utmost respect. I mean, they they may be the shittiest raft guides on the face of the earth, but <laughs> raft racers, these guys know what they're doing, and to see these guys come out of the raft on these huge draws and prize and throw their whole body underwater and be able to stop the boat on a pivot and power up through that pivot turn through a gate and then pivot out without touching the gate is really, really phenomenal to watch. And our first run, we ran the first half like really, really nice. And then we just, we got, we got, we got trashy towards the end and we missed the gate. And then when we missed that gate, we fell out of, the eddy it was in down the bottom part of the rapid and we ended up missing another gate because somebody wasn't looking at the gate and their head missed their head went outside the gate so we got like i think a minute or uh, 115 second uh, penalty and you know and we, everybody kind of got down on each other and you know and we pulled it together, and the second run, we went through, and we only got three five-second penalties, so we got a 15-second nice. penalty. And uh, and that run, even though it was a little, the raw time was a little slower than the first run, it was cleaner. And so, all in all, we got fifth place in slalom. And we were still, and I looked at the times, and we were still, like, so much slower than, you know, the teams that had been there, the whole, you know, practicing and, um, but, um, 
And then the, the last event was a downriver, and it was 11 kilometers. Uh, started from the bottom of the slalom course to the takeout, which normally they run, I think it's 14 kilometers total. So, and uh, running some big, some really big rapids, but... We were blown away when they were like, You're, we're going to do a yacht-style start. And yacht-style is like boats side-by-side side or boats kind of in, in like a second wave. Yeah. But they all start at once. Wow. And our whole class went together. So eight, eight rafts or seven rafts went head-to-head head right off the bat. And, that, yeah, that sounds fun. And it was it was fun to start because we kind of battled and we um you know we we got right in between at the starting line we're right between the australians it's their river you know and the russians and (laughs) you know and they're all like everybody's jockeying we're trying to figure out you know we're trying not to flip past the starting line trying to stay back from the starting line but get a jump Mm -hmm. and we jumped right out with these two teams right beside us and Russia started to make a pass or started to kind of pull forward in front of us. But what that did was it pushed us in Australia, which wasn't a bad thing because the, a big rock came up and set of gate rocks right at the beginning. And we were able to put Australia on the rock (laughs) and stay right behind Russia. But, as I looked over my shoulder, as we passed Australia after we put them on the rock, they just they just backed around us and went all the way around us and through another slot. And then them and Costa Rica came together and just boxed us in and pinched us out. Mm. And so we were playing from then. We were just playing catch up or keep up, trying to trying to keep up with them. And um, we got sixth place in downriver so overall we got sixth place in sprint sixth place in head-to-head fifth place in slalom and sixth place in downriver so we're six overall nice yeah well congratulations man i know that was got to go outrigger canoeing got to meet tons of cool people i i love i love that area i mean i was just it blew blew me away um absolutely blew me away and and uh, i want to go back I want to go back and yeah. go. I want to go back and go boating. I want to go back and take my own boat. And I mean, the rafts they had us using were junk. Were, well, I mean, they're new rafts, but they're yeah. They're they're commercial. They're, 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 they're they the make them there. No, they, they make them. I think they make arc inflatables in South Africa. Okay, but just <clears throat> not yeah, you know, not not a great race boat, but. Everybody uses the same boat, yeah. so it's it you know even levels out the competition. Yeah, but not not a not a good race boat by any yeah. means. Um, so where will it be next year? Next year is our or they, four. Or they worlds. do it every year. Yeah, they do it every year, but they alternate uh, format R four and R six. Okay. So next year is R four worlds in China. Uh, I don't know what river, but it'll be in China, and it'll most likely be on more of a more of a class three four river, not yeah. maybe not quite as big and technical or as as steep. Um, but they usually hold R four and a little bit smaller water, I think. But yeah. um, 
But yeah, it's in China. So. Cool. And then what year are you going to have it at the Chioa? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so I was talking to, um, you know, one of the guys on the open men's team is um, all. There's a C-131 flying over our head right now yeah, in right the mountains the in buzzing North the, Georgia. Buzzing just, the tower. Just buzzed us. Buzzing the tower. From the Army Ranger station yeah. nearby. It's always that actually Those are from Dobbins down okay. in Atlanta. They fly <laughs> sorties over night, night sorties. Um, but I was talking to the guys with the, the open team, and my friend Julie used to be on the U.S. Rafting Association. She used to be on the board, and... Um, <laughs> It's something I'm interested in, is maybe maybe bringing uh, uh, more raft racing to the southeast because it's something that, you know, outside of the um, Okoe River Championships last year, uh, we don't really do. We haven't had a lot of events. We never have. And it would be nice because we have great, great rivers that, that could hold these events. Um, Possibly, you know, specifically the uh, Okoe, Upper Okoe, um, would be a it's it's a great setting for a world world rafting championships or nationals. Yeah, um, they're currently trying to bring worlds back to the Gali, um, which one of the very first world rafting championships was held on the Gali. I think it was I think it was one of the first ones. Um, Back in 2001, so, and, uh... Well, it seems like, you know, since the Akoi held the, you know, had the 96 Olympics, you know, some of the events there that, I mean, they're set up for... It's it the perfect that. setup, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, yeah. They're, it, the infrastructure is pretty much there. Yeah, and as, you know, raft racing, and there, there's some people that are down on raft racing. You know, they say, you know, it's... Yeah, it's not worth our time to even talk about it or try to include it in the uh, in the Olympics. And those people, you know, have either never <laughs> either never raced in rat in a raft in a real competition, or you know won't ever race because you know they won't let they won't allow themselves to. You know, um, it's it's an it's an amazing experience, and more so I think for me. More so than the competition was the camaraderie with, with all the people. I mean, everybody was there lifting one another up. Even these political foes, you know, I got into, we were at the bar one night and, <laughs> and uh, talking to uh, 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 one of the Russian guys. He's like, hey, look at this, look at this. He's like, this is my friend, my friend Vladimir. And it was... Vladimir Putin in his raft, and you know he's the guide in the raft, and they're all like, you know, smiling and having a good time. He's like, "What do you think?" He's like, uh, "He's like you, you take Putin uh, uh, rafting." I was like, "Yeah, I'll take him rafting. I'll drown his ass." You know? <laughs> but uh, no, it was cool. It was it was it was awesome. Um, you know, uh, he was like, "You take Trump, you take Trump rafting," and I'm like, "I don't think." Trump's got the sack to go rafting. <laughs> I don't think he's he's got the the junk to to want to go. Messes hair. But uh, yeah, it messes the hair up. He's you know, but uh, I could be wrong. 
But no, it was kind of cool, you know, where like these, you know, and people just from all over the world, we, we spoke the same language, yeah. you know, and we, we in, in the end, we spoke the same language of, you know, paddling. And, and well, sure. It's like, you know, every, everywhere, you, everywhere you go, if you can get out and visit other countries and other cultures, you know, you find out, you know, everybody, people are the same everywhere you go and. You know, well, I, I mean, and, and, to, and, and when you got something in common, uh, like the, that, yeah, you know, the, the, the thing in common better. paddling was just, you know, and I, and I realized that, and I, you know, all these new friends and everybody was just there lifting one another up and was cheering for each other. And, you know, we were down there and I mean, we're on shore, Aussie, 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 oi, 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 you know, and... and uh, Link came back with a uh, an Australian accent. Sort of, and, yeah. And the metric system. He's got to shake all that. Yeah. Well, you know, we uh, we were one of the last teams to be represented in the parade, and we were right in front of Australia. So, you know, and Australia had the procession. Oh, yeah. yeah. They had everybody. Well, sure. They had dancing girls. They had these... <laughs> it was funny, because they had these, like flamenco dancers and we're like okay you know um or you know i forget what uh, yeah i think it were whatever tango you know tango dance or something salsa dancers but um you know and uh we got towards the end of the parade and i just started yelling tully 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 <laughs> oi, oi, and then everybody started yelling tully 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 oi 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 you know <laughs> And uh, our our buddies, the Brits, they were in like the very front and they could hear us all the way in the back. You know, it was hilarious. Yeah. It was just <laughs> like, and we we did a flyby of the Southern Cross. We took, uh, my buddy Scotty had his uncle's American flag that, you know, he was draped over his coffin mm-hmm. when he died. He was, he was, he survived Pearl Harbor, but when he died, they... You know, they draped the flag over his coffin. So he had his he had his flag with him, and we 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 walked out in the parade nice. through Tully in the in the rain, you know, yeah, with the whole awesome. town of Tully there was out there in the rain with us, and they followed us down to the festival grounds, down to the show grounds, for the opening ceremonies, and everybody came. They all came, and it was it was really cool, and uh, you know. I, I laughed and told somebody, I'm like, you know, in the States, they wouldn't have done this. You know, the whole town wouldn't have followed us yeah. to the fairgrounds. Yeah. You know, they may not even come out if it was raining. Yeah. And yeah. that whole town was out. My That's buddy awesome. Dave McKenzie came up from Alice Springs in Central Australia. It's a, like a three and a half day ride. Oh, wow. From Alice Springs. He came up to hang out with us and he... You know, he was there at, like, a lot of the events. And, you know, I, I hate it for those guys because it rained and it, it ran off a lot of the spectators. Yeah. But um, it, it's an amazing river. And, I mean, everyone everyone that's listening should should go to Australia and experience the Tully River. It's, it's a really beautiful place, an amazing place. The beach is... 30, 45 minutes away, you can stay at the beach for pretty cheap and go rafting and go see murder birds and <laughs> and uh, wallabies. We saw wallabies, you wow. know, little baby kangaroos. 
uh, wallabies. Um, you know, we saw blue tongue lizards, which are really cool. We saw, uh, you know, like really cool wildlife. You know that you just you know Australia is unique. Yeah, it's it's a microcosm of just uniqueness. You know, and and uh, yeah, it was really neat. Well, it sounds awesome, man, and congratulations on uh, on y'all getting over there and Thank competing. You. And I mean, that that's sounds like a great experience. So. Yeah, and we had some great. Um, we got a lot of you know we we didn't raise as much money as we wanted to on our uh, GoFundMe, and uh, you know, I mean, it's it's that's hard, you know when. You know, it's like, hey, we're <laughs> we're going on this vacation to Australia, sort of, you know. And but you know, a lot of people did pitch in, and we we went down to represent them, the people that helped us out. And I know you were in there. Uh, thank you very much, um, y'all. You know, you and your family for sure helping sure, us no, out. Man. But you know, too. MTI uh, Adventure Wear hooked us up with jackets with just awesome pfds they've got a great still got a great deal going on i think i posted on uh, the waterbound podcast uh, facebook page but you know um they still have a discount i think going uh if you use the code that's on that page or the uh, team west virginia masters page um they uh kick us down like 15 percent a, or no wait is it no it's, it's they give you 15% off the ja- any jacket and uh, and then give us a small percentage on the back side of that to the uh, rafting team which was really awesome and they're doing that for the women's team as well Astro hooked us up with some some sweet footwear that we you know they gave us a discount on on uh, on footwear um, our our helmets were the absolute hit of the whole thing those were sweet like yeah. everybody was like <laughs> y'all have the most amazing helmets yeah you know like and i'm talking that that coming from team the little team indonesian women's little muslim rapping yeah. team yeah <laughs> you know and and the russians they were like oh your your helmets are like we want them you nice. know and <laughs> uh saw your paddles Helped us out. They gave us a deal. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah, we had some awesome uh, USRA hooked us up with rash guards. And uh, and our trainer guy, uh, Shaggy, helped us out with uh, sleeves for compression sleeves for our elbows and stuff like that. So that was, you know, all that stuff was neat. We Man, we had... <laughs> That was so, what was so funny is so Shaggy was able to uh, get enough funds to come down and support all the all the American teams with you know training you know and and massage and stuff like that. Yeah. We had we ended up having because he he stayed with us in our house at the beach at Mission Beach, but we had we had three three massage therapists on. In, in our house, basically. Two of our team members... They were getting loose. Two of our team men, members were massage therapists, and so was Shaggy. So it was, it was, uh, it was like, hey, 
yeah, we just started kind of like hoeing out massage. <laughs> and, uh, but no, it was really cool. Um, and then the support, we had awesome support from uh, my buddy Chad's wife, who was only able to stay like the first week. She had actually had to leave before we, uh, right as we started competing and come home to uh, their son. And, and um, um, uh, my buddy Mike's wife was also support and shooting photos of us and pies and pints in west virginia hooked us up with some shirts and adventures on the gorge hooked us up with jerseys and hats and stuff like that and so they've all been real supported supportive so we all look sharp so and i know there was some video and and uh, i know i shared a few things i saw on the the waterbound podcast but if we we i need to go back and look and we'll definitely share that uh, yeah and i've got reshare that uh that slalom yeah and i've I've also got gopro of the sprint the head-to-head and the downriver which we we need to edit the down down downriver somewhere around an hour so i don't know we're gonna do that Yeah, yeah 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 but maybe just the rapids but the rapids were cool as crap man like every rapid was different and, I mean, I think, I don't even know what my favorite rapid is, but we ran some killer white water. The, the last rap, the last real significant stretch is called the Maze, and it's a quarter mile long, but it feels like you're paddling a mile through it because you're, like, going from left to right to left to right to left to right to left to right, <laughs> like, weaving, weaving through all these big rocks, and... Uh, yeah, I want to go back. I want to. I want to take a R one or S one, R two or S two oh, down yeah. there, which is which is something completely like they're like whoa, and and they had some little tiny arc inflatables that were. I was just like these look like fun, but they also look like junk. <laughs> and they well, were. They had, had the, one they, of those. They had, they had the. Uh, they had the floor. Yeah. They had the drop stitch floor just insert in the bottom and not a fan of that. Yeah. Not yeah. a fan of that in the least. Well there somebody had an arc raft on the Akoe last year. I remember seeing somebody yeah. talking well, about it. Well there's I mean, yeah, that's the first time I'd seen that. But someone's someone's repping them around here or the southeastern. Maybe they're a rep for the entire country and I just I'm I wasn't real impressed. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the design overall is okay, but, you know, when we got there, the, the boats we practiced in were, oh, they were wrecked. They yeah. wouldn't hold air. Oh, and wow. so we were like, we have to go fast. Yeah. Because we're going to run You're out right of air. air. You have to stop yeah. and pump up. Yeah. I mean, it well, was. Um, well, so speaking of R1, we're going to kind of transition over and start talking about um, some upcoming things we've got. Uh, We're probably going to go over time tonight, you well, know, over an hour, because I think what you know what I'm thinking is we'll what we can do is I mean there was the I think that that was awesome to hear you know about your experience over there and so you know next week we'll just we'll get back on with some topics and local stuff but uh, but I think that was that was great so let's just. Let's just talk about what you know. We've been we've been talking about this R one S one clinic for a while. Yeah. I, guess, I guess I'll say this: like last week, um, I did have a, a group of folks from the sort of R one R two group um, 
Facebook group that that got together on the Nantahala for just a you know chill float. The uh, flotilla. Memori- yeah, the flotilla Memorial Day weekend, and uh, so we had about six or so shredder type uh, rafts, and um, you know my kids were in a, a little Rocky Mountain storm, and then my wife and I were in the uh, Fat Cat, and then everybody else was in a. Uh, Either a slice or a... You got Wheezy in a boat, huh? Yeah. We had a Sabertooth out there, a slice. We had a a shredder. Um, What all did we have? Um, uh, Maybe a couple of slices. Anyway, uh, good trip. And, you know, everybody had fun and and, and all went well. But, but, so something we've been talking about for a long time. Yeah. There's a lot of people who want to there, do our there are There are quite a few people that are interested. And, and you know, we... Um, sorry about such a long hiatus for those of you who... Uh, you know, all two of you that li- uh, listen religiously. hanging on. <laughs> they haven't been able to cope the last couple of weeks. I'm very sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I wanted to do... Uh, <laughs> I was all about it, but... It was uh, doing a podcast, you know, interview from uh, Down Under, but timing, you know, because they're uh, a day ahead of us down there on the other side of the dateline. Also, the uh, the Wi-Fi capabilities aren't all that great down there, so uh, in many of the places that I was, so it was, it was very tough to uh, do anything like that. But yeah, we've been talking about... The R1S1 clinic for a while, and and uh, we're, we're uh, you know uh, laying down a, a concrete uh, the the date everybody should know the date hopefully uh, that's been listening but it's June fifteenth through sixteenth, and uh, we're gonna do it, I believe on the uh, up in the uh, Nullichucky Gorge up in uh, Irwin Tennessee, um, the waters. Um, you know, water's due to be low, and it may be low, but that'll be that'll be good for us. Might be good, yeah. Yeah, um, and um, if if we do get a bunch of rain around that time, and it's and it's you know not as uh, safe, you know, not as safe as it is, um, as if the water were lower, you know, we can move things over quickly over to the French Broad, but. Uh, well, so tell a little bit about the Nullichucky, um, if people um, aren't familiar. It's, no, it's no, a wild no, and scenic. Well, right? it's not wild and scenic. Not, okay. No, it's not wild and scenic. But they're, they're trying to get they're it. They're trying to get it designated wild and scenic, um, which will you know definitely regulate numbers and all that kind of stuff and will hopefully maintain certain properties of the Nullichucky Gorge as wild and scenic, you know, certain... It, there, there's a lot of parameters that are involved in, in that type of, uh, designation. Um, but it's a, um, it's a beautiful river, uh, big, big, huge, deep granite gorge, um, and, uh, class three to four. Most of the big rapids are within the first couple miles and then they kind of get a little bit further apart. Um, but it's just a, it's a really cool spot. Um, and I think it's a good setting for us. Um, and we would, you know, with the, with the right arrangement of, uh, logistics, we can, you know, um, have, uh, 
you know, pay for it and have our shuttles done, you know, by, uh, by pros. And, uh, so that all, all we have to do is paddle, you know, downstream after we get dropped off and take out right where we're going to be camping. So yeah. we're looking at, uh, camping at the, uh, the Nolichucky river campground. And, um, there's a, a lot of different options for housing or camping, uh, there at, the campground, but also at USA Raft, um, they have cabins at USA Raft, um, all different manner of cabins. But uh, the Nolichucky River Campground also has a uh, bunkhouse uh, that'll, God, the thing will sleep like twenty something people. Hmm. Uh, bunk beds, but you know, common, um, uh, you know, group uh, kitchen, and then the the bathroom facilities are attached to that same bunkhouse but has a big front porch uh nice side porch it's right there on the side of the nolichucky at the takeout it's a really cool spot nice yeah Yeah, so it's a great spot to stage out of and and whatnot what kind of uh you know like what are some of the things you think we'd cover in that in that clinic because you know i know um a lot of people just can't how to paddle? Well, you know, I mean, a lot of people are thinking, okay, you know, like R2 or S2, like, all right, I got somebody on both sides, and suddenly I'm going to be going down the river only paddling on whichever side, you know, yeah. like one side or the other. If I'm a righty, then I'm on the right. Yeah. Every stroke's I mean, on the right. I mean, is that the way it's going to go? I mean, there, I, I there, know the answer to some of these questions. I'm just sort of... I mean, there, there, there is going to be, um, you know, logistical stuff as far as... You know what, you know what, what to, um, what to bring. You know on on, you know in that type of setup or that type of situation. Um, you know, um, craft. We've kind of already been over craft, but you know anywhere between nine foot long and I would say eleven and a half foot long, um, eleven and a half to twelve at the most. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, uh, you know. You can you can R1 a big old raft, but you're you're you know, as far as controlling it and going through tight spots off of steep drops and you're you're just basically throwing yourself off of things like that if you're paddling anything larger. So we're not really running like big drops or anything, but you know, there are some long technical rapids that will require some you know, strategy, uh, some some forethought before running, and you know we'll we'll, be we'll some, talk about scouting. You know, strokes. Or? Strokes. We're gonna be talking about strokes and and uh, technique and uh, scouting rapids and reading water and uh, yeah, um, you know, and even though it's it's you know, I'm I'm not like a swift water rescue instructor. We're we're gonna have some situations where we're gonna need to you know, use some some skills, some rescue skills, safety skills. So we will talk about some, you know, throw bag technique and, and stuff like that and, and uh you know, maybe even some anchors and, you know, talk about pins and and uh yeah. And so. even like I, I was thinking uh something we covered many episodes ago which is like how to carry your boat so yeah like, that's you what know, i was that talking kind of about stuff. logistics yeah yeah i mean that, like, that's some of that stuff is as important as carry in carry out type <laughs> as of deal. the river part yeah yeah 
and we can do that, you know, all right there. And, uh, you know, we did have some folks suggest that we do, um, you know, that we kind of do this on, uh, like the Nanahala and, but I do like the, the aspect of, of kind of pushing everyone's envelope just a little bit, um, because we can, we can always back off and take things a whole lot easier. And yeah. Then, you know, if anyone's, you know, not feeling up to running a rapid by themselves, um, you yeah, know. Yeah, somebody can run it and come back in an hour or two. Well, you know, I mean, the Noli has, has the uh, railroad right next to it, and, you know, both shorelines are, at a lot of different spots, are pretty easy to walk down either shore, mostly on the left side, which is where the railroad is, and totally walk around a rapid if you have to, and, you know, have someone else take, you know, take a raft through for you. So, um you know, and these are, you know, and there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of considerations and safety taken. Um, so, and I, I think it's a great setting. Um, I was just on the Noli this past week uh, with a buddy of mine doing an overnight trip. And um, it had been a while since I've been up there at low water. And the last time I saw it was 13,000 CFS. So yeah, I, I forget what that transfers <laughs> to in feet. But uh, how many, really high water. How much? Really how much high. energy were they producing? It was eighty-eight <laughs> or what? <laughs> but uh, thirteen thousand down to seven hundred. Uh, a little over a month later. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, like totally different river, and it's uh, it's beautiful. It's it's. I've always said that the Nolly is like one of the most beautiful rivers in the country. If all you do is look right away, that, you yeah, know, away right. from the uh, right. away from the railroad to the right. Just amazing scenery, but even you know, most of the time you don't even realize the railroads there. Yeah. So, except when the train's going by, and, <laughs> and I do have to say, I, I I like camping down there because the trains don't really run at night. So you know, yeah. the the last train goes by right at sunset, and you know you've got the whole gorge to yourself. So yeah, really it 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 is beautiful, um, and so. I'm looking forward to it. Um, well, so how uh, how should folks? Uh, we you know we've got about seven we know already that are sort of signed up. We were shooting for maybe ten, so yeah, we 10. could handle a few more. But what we, are we you, could handle a few more? Um, how, how should folks contact us? Um, either by uh, you know emailing us at you know waterboundpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, and as we said in the past, we do like, um, would like a little, provide a little information about yourself. Um, you know, paddling, uh, experience, ability, some runs that, you know, <coughs> some, well, some rivers you paddle, what you usually paddle or, you know, what you like to paddle, whatever craft that may be. Um, if you... Have your own raft. That would definitely help. But um, we have we do have some uh, some some rafts that are going to be available, um, and uh, limited li- a limited number. Um, you know, maybe we could uh, maybe we could borrow. You know, uh, or possibly do a rental type of thing for. Sure. 
if, if people, you know, rent and rent a... And I think uh, a lot of folks are, you know, they've got a raft and they're like, you know, they, they're, awesome. they're usually running like, you know, like a group yeah. of people or, I or, mean, or two people and they're, they're like, how would I do this so Yeah, so. yeah, but, so, which is awesome, but if, if it's needed, um, yeah. I have uh, a Cloud Nine, a Storm, a Fat Cat... And the thundercloud. So and I have somebody four. can use my storm too. Right. So, uh, so four four extra boats. And least, you know, yeah. if somebody wants to demo one, we're you know we'll have. Yeah, it's never a bad thing to have spares. <laughs> yeah. Just in case something happens. Uh, but um, um, it's kind of important that that you have um, at least one throw bag. Possibly a what they call a boat bag, which is you know clipped into a D ring on your boat, and or a uh, waist throw bag, which is another nice thing to have. That way, it's on you and you can you know run with it attached to you. Um, helmet PFD paddle and spare paddle. Uh, two paddles is pretty important. Um, that way, if you do. Happen to lose yours, you got one to fall back on. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, just on that note, yeah, two weeks ago or a week ago, we were running down Nantahala. We were, I'm trying to remember, we had, uh, I think my, my son and a friend were in the raft. And so we had a spare paddle in the raft, but everybody mm-hmm. else was in canoes. And a tandem canoe, right out of the gate, flipped and lost a, like a $200 paddle. Yeah. <laughs> so... Anyway, we pulled out our paddle from the raft. Boom! They had, they yeah. had something to go, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even on a roadside, sure run, yeah, sure. it's gone. Well, and you know the Nolly is very rocky, big boulders. So you know if you lose, if you drop your paddle, it could go under a rock, and we may not see it. Uh, you know, even the small undercuts. You know, in in most rivers, you know, it it may just go in somewhere we don't see it. So. Pretty important to have a backup, um, you know, and have have the uh, proper attire, polypro, uh, preferably some, some kind of river shoes, whether they be Chacos, Astrals, 510, whatever, you know, whatever you, you like to paddle in. Um, I, I, you know, lately I just wear Astral. Air Rass- Jordans. Rasslers. But you know you wear Chuck Taylors or whatever. But I get brand uh, new. Foot, air, I get Air wear, Jordans. I get the latest oh, you Air get Jordans. Jordans. Yeah, yeah. I take them out. Not Reebok pumps. <laughs> I pump them up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, footwear. Gotta have footwear. Um, but a whistle on your PFD uh, is kind of essential. Um, just essential piece of gear and a river knife of some kind attached somewhere on your PFD, preferably accessible. For if you need it, um, and then uh, you know optional, uh, a small dry bag with you know snacks, a water bottle is always nice. Um, yeah, basic first aid kit if you, you know, which I will have. But if you have medication you need to bring, you need to have it with you. Um, and uh, what else, you know. Uh, sunscreen that, sunscreen yeah <laughs> sunscreen the way it's been going but yeah who knows? sunscreen you know sunglasses are optional but um um 
Another thing that helps to have is maybe a splash top in your dry bag or another layer. And um, we're, you know, we shouldn't be out there at night. Uh, but, um, you know, if you want to pack a small flashlight, that's up to you. Um, and then, you know, if you have, you know, a couple carabiners, say at least three carabiners, and maybe uh, press it cords, one to two, and then possibly um, pulleys. You know, that's like optional gear, but for rescue type of scenario, um, you know, whenever I'm, I'm creaking especially, uh, I carry that kind of stuff with me. You know, if I'm in a river that I run regularly, like... Uh, you know, the Okoe or the Nanahalo, where there's not a lot of hazard, not a lot of perceivable pin hazards. I don't really carry the pulleys, but I generally always carry a um, first aid kit and, you know, CPR mask um, in my dry bag. And uh, these days I carry an Okoe watershed, and I can get just about everything I need in there. You know, a couple of snacks, power bars, whatever. Uh, maybe some nuts and the uh, first aid kit, um, pulleys, pressics, carabiners for setting up a Z-drag, and what else? Anything I'm missing? Um, you know, I, I will have my K-pump on me, uh, and that's one of those pieces of gear that's nice to have. Um depending on what you're running and how, how big you go, it's kind of nice to be able to kind of deflate your raft for some things, but be able to inflate it again if you want it harder for other things. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I usually I have mine, but I, you know, it depends on the trip and, like, yeah, if well, I know somebody else has one, you know, like yeah. I want to know, know, like, somebody's got a pump, yeah. you know, in case something, something yeah. happens. Um, you never know. Yep. Uh, had a buddy the other day that he showed up at the put-in and his canoe flotation bag was, like, ripped. Uh-huh. So I had never used, but had some Tear-Aid oh, yeah. tape, and boom, put it on there, sealed it up. I was glad I had it. You know, cool. never used it. Had in, had in a bag for two years. But, cool. But anyway, uh, well, yeah, so... Did Again, I, did, that, I, did I forget anything? No, I think we're. I think that's good. We're, you know, some other things coming up. I mean, I mean, we've got some paddle schools going on, but we're we're really just gonna talk about this uh, this clinic. So that's two weeks away, and June fifteenth, sixteenth. Um, we'll put a we'll put a post out there, and if you're interested, uh, send us a private message, and uh, you know. Uh, we can get you more details. Um, yeah. The other than that, um, I think we can wrap it up, man. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, we didn't mention we're we're not drinking local beer tonight, but no. we are drinking uh, Sierra Nevada Hazy Little Thing IPA. Yeah. So pretty good. We've gone through lots of them. <laughs> Cheaper than the Australian uh, jugs. <laughs> I, I do want to give a shout-out to um, a man, Dan Parker, in Melbourne, Australia, in the uh, Richmond, um, uh, Richmond neighborhood there. Um, I had a 16-hour layover in Melbourne on the way back, and it was an overnight deal. 
So I got into Melbourne at 4.30, and I didn't fly out till 9 o'clock the next morning. So I got my bag, jumped on um, the city bus for some reason. Someone told me the sky bus. It was a double-decker, which was cool. But that took me into downtown. Then I needed to take a Uber slightly out of downtown to his Airbnb. But uh, met the dude, super cool. Um, stayed at his house, ate some good Vietnamese food right down the road, and he took me to the Mountain Goat Brewing Company there in Richmond. Awesome beer. Really good beer. Holy cow, it's the best beer I'd had in Australia. And Link is sporting a Mountain, Mountain Goat, Goat Brewing trucker yep. hat tonight. That's looking, right. Looking mighty fine. Bottled but not tamed since 1997. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, hopefully people won't get you confused with the uh, goats on the roof. Mm. (laughs) Not much difference between me and a goat on the roof. All right, folks. Well, uh, I think we'll be back at it next week. But uh, my mate, Dan Parker. God. See how easy you forget? I already forgot. The mate. All All right, right, mate. Good day, folks. <laughs> Good night. Good day. We'll see you out there. Oh, man.